I do want to also mention, Rachel, do you go to an AMC? Do you do? No. No. AMC has this deal where you, because they do like popcorn buckets for like every movie. You can Cute. buy Willy Wonka's hat <gasps> for for $40. Oh for four, and I was like, F no, I'm not buying a hat. I was like, can I just bring in a hat? It's literally just a brown hat and they put popcorn in it. I was like, what? <laughs> For forty dollars, this is insane. insane. Um, I saw some people with the hats, so um, congrats to them. Hello, and welcome to episode ninety-seven of Theater Nerds. I'm your host, Rachel Jones. And I'm your other host, Taylor Reed. Theater Nerds is a podcast about our obsessions with theater, where we will explore all aspects of theater, musicals, and everything in between. This podcast is not set up to be a deep dive into technique or theater history, but we're hopeful that no matter if you're an enthusiast like us, or if you've only seen your Cookie Exchange Party's production of Little Women Jr., you'll enjoy this podcast. So cue the orchestra and come nerd out with us. I really wonder what type of cookies Joe, Beth, Amy, and, and um, Meg would make. Like, what type of cookies would they make? That's what I want to know. This um, is a good question that we yeah. should pull the audience for. Yeah, yeah. Really we'll do a whole episode on it. <laughs> yeah. uh, in case you guys didn't know, you can find us on all major podcast platforms. That's right. And this holiday season, you can give us the gift of giving us a review on Spotify on giving. and Apple Podcasts so you can help other theater nerds out there find our podcast. To find out more about this theater nerd cult, check us out at theaternerdpod.com or you can also find us on Instagram and threads at theaternerdpod and on Facebook at theaternerdpodcast. In today's episode, we are discussing Wonka. All right, Rachel, here we are. 97. Okay. Oh my gosh. We're so Jim old. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, leaping lizards. Um Rachel's always got her shocked mug. I got my shocked mug. See, Front okay, wait, I, I just want to shout out merch. Like I think mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Don't if worry, I we will do an episode about merch in 2024. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. But just yeah. as this quick aside, I don't know if I was really into like merch as a kid. I know I obviously wanted my playbill to be signed, and I wanted to like meet Annie and all that. Right. Um, but I'm Sarah as Jessica an Parker. adult. I, yeah, as an adult, I'm like I really am into usable and mm-hmm. fun merch. Yeah. And I just am unashamed, and I maybe it's partly that. Like I just don't care. I don't have to go through the, like the cor- like the corridors of high school and care what other people think of me. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, that's a great point. We're uh, of course this episode is our final La La Bland for Willy Wonka Chocolate Factory series. It's gonna Until be a wild time. ride, you guys. Um, yeah, we have lots to talk about. We Rachel and I went. We, we're gonna talk about our theater experiences, but. We got out basically at the exact same time. Actually, I guess, I guess I got out an hour later an than hour you did. <laughs> yeah, because no, an hour before. An hour before. Oh, right, 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 right. So, um, because you were still in the movie when I texted you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
So, um, yeah, there's a lot to talk about. But, of course, we first have to do our weekly theater Broadway news segment, What's the Buzz? What's the buzz? Tell me what's happening. 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 We need to add jingle bells into it. <laughs> oh, I can do that in post. Um, so fun. So lots of buzz this week. So I much think buzz. The I very first thing, yeah, the very first thing that Rachel put on here, I think, was the very was like the biggest surprise. I do think my, that's why I put it first. Yeah. yeah, and this is Parade is going on tour in 2025, and the reason why it's the biggest surprise is because it closed four months ago on Broadway, mm-hmm. and we've heard nothing about it, and it. It yeah, it won the Tony seven months ago. I mean, it's so long ago that yeah, and we haven't heard anything about it. And you think they would have announced it like all the other announcements of um New York, New York, and some like it hot. I think he's going on tour, and yep. eventually That's a strange loop because a strange loop said they were going on tour, but where is that tour? That's they I said know. in twenty twenty five. Oh, yeah. in twenty twenty five. Okay, well mm-hmm. I'm waiting for that tour because I want to see it. Um, yeah, so lots, I'm excited for it. What I, funny enough, I was talking to, um, someone, a, a patient at my work cause they also love theater and, and I was, we were talking about parade going on tour. They didn't know, but I, obviously cause they're in the hospital and don't have access to the internet. And I was like, parade's going on tour. And they were like, wow. And I was like, I wonder if Ben and Michaela are going to be on tour. And they were like, yeah, probably not. <laughs> Michaela, maybe. Maybe that's true. I don't know if she would do it without him, but maybe. Yeah, I think it would be very wonderful if that happened, but I don't think it's gonna happen. But maybe I Noah. Mean, I think. Oh, love that. Um, they could just switch off roles. Yeah, 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 all the time. I I do think uh, there's a lot of factors into us not hearing this announcement, and even when we were told this announcement, and I. You know, we talked a little bit about how Parade had, there were some protests outside of Parade, anti-Semitic protests, while this was happening seven months ago. Mm -hmm. And obviously the world climate has changed a lot within the last seven months, within the last month or two. And there are a lot of things happening. And I wonder if they had the green light ahead of this announcement and we're waiting and sitting on it and trying to figure out like will it actually be safe for our actors to tour with the show number one mm-hmm. and number mm-hmm. two like when do we say this and do we say it as a part of you know how how do we say this when it's not technically a political announcement but it could be right. viewed as one i mean i can imagine the pr team was like uh i don't know when when are we gonna do this and i think the the other thing is like we got this announcement and it was hanukkah so that's exciting mm. i also wonder too because even with the broadway announcement they were waiting for funding so i wonder if that was it yeah. too no like i'm sure I, obviously needed. funding definitely right. otherwise i think they would have been if they had secured the funding in before it closed they would have announced it right so i'm sure they were waiting for funding i just wonder if they got funding you know a month ago mm-hmm. and wanted to make the announcement and waited to make it because of all these things they now have to think think about that's interesting yeah that's that's valid that's really interesting 
But I'm super excited, and we don't know where exactly it's going yet, but we do know it's a North American tour. Yeah. I would not doubt, like, the Kennedy Center. Like, they usually go to big places. Like, if if it does well, it'll go to smaller places, like, for another tour, but I think it'll go to, like, big cities for bigger cities for the first leg, I'm sure. Um, and then, of course, like we were talking about before, Harry Potter and the Cursed Child sets 2024 North American tour, which didn't we – we talked about this at some point. I feel like we? we already talked about this. Yes, I know. But then I announced it again, and I, I was know. like, did we not I know. talk about this? I had deja vu. Yeah, that, that's exactly what I thought, too. Um, but just so you know, yeah. just in case yeah. you missed it, guys, it's Harry coming. Potter and the Cursed Child, the two-act, mm-hmm. one-play – show is coming mm-hmm. to north america next yes, year and it's starting in chicago i believe and yeah. i was listening to a podcast that i love and one of the people live in chicago and they were talking about it and they were like yeah but i don't know how it's gonna work because isn't it two parts about and so the, all the hosts were talking about it and i was listening to it going uh no it's one part now it's, it's one, one part, part now, now. It's one yeah part now. yeah and they were like how's that gonna work like people are gonna go on one night and then go on the other night and i was like no no no, that's not happening it's america Guys, it's one part it's okay it's okay <laughs> call him up Tay. he gotta call him I up know. and tell him i do next up yeah next up we got two first looks um this always makes me feel like wedding we're talking about weddings Mm-hmm. Um, but we got the first look and the full, so we got the full casting announcement of Water for Elephants, and then literally days later, we got the full first look. Yeah. And I was like, and like some okay. picture, like promo shots, too. Yeah, promo shots. So it looks amazing. There's been some press, obviously, on this. I'm very intrigued by yeah. this. I mm-hmm. did not watch the movie, I have not read the book. I just simply wasn't interested and this is piquing my interest a little bit, but I'm still mm-hmm. not sure how I feel about it. But the but the photos look amazing and I think the cast is gonna be really fun. But we also got a first look of I think we talked about this a few weeks ago, Paper Mill Playhouse's Fiddler on the Roof. Yeah, yeah. It looks so good. The guy who's playing Tevio looks, so looks amazing. Yeah. I know. I'm so excited. Yeah. I say that like I'm seeing it, I'm, but I'm excited mm-hmm. for them. I mean, but Fiddler's like one of those shows that, like, I'm surprised we haven't talked about it really on the show that much. I know. So. Well, and, and yeah. did you see the promo video of them doing the bottle dance? Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> I also saw it and I loved it. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, yes, yeah. it was so good. I was also nervous. Special guest, my wife. <laughs> Yelling, yelling. Mm -hmm. She says it was so good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it. The Color Purple movie musical soundtrack is out now. I have not listened to it because I want to be fresh. Whenever I say, I'm trying to, before recording, I was telling Mitchell, I'm trying to get a screening in before the end of the year. Um, But much to her demise, my wife won't let me go see a movie on Christmas Day. She's like, no, family. We used family. to do that. We like, used to go see, oh, we yeah. used to see Christmas movies together mm-hmm. as a family mm-hmm. on Christmas. Well, Day. and yeah, that's true. And I saw Little Women. Speaking of Little Women, I saw that on Christmas Day two, a couple Me years too. ago. That was wonderful. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, I've, it's getting great reviews. Obviously, it didn't. It got some Golden Globe nominations, but it didn't get yeah. musical or comedy, which is wild because that wild. whole. That whole category was created for something like the color purple. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. People are kind of 
kind of dumbfounded by it. And actually, that could help it in its favor to be nominated for Best Picture because people could be could be talking about it more and saying that it deserved it, and then it could get a nomination. So we'll see um, how it does. Yeah. But yeah. exciting. Yes, I told Taylor um, it opened here in Nashville uh, last night or on the 15th. Sorry. And um, there were tons of people at the theater, movie theater, seeing it. A lot of them dressed up in like pur- shades of purple, which was just amazing. I just loved that. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I haven't listened to anything but one song and the song right. was great. I knew it was going to be good. So I just listened mm-hmm. to that. Um, but yeah, well, I know to um, see how this goes. I think, I mean, I, I once again just want to say, and we will definitely talk about this when we talk about our main course, but it is not advertised, it just says reimagined, like the story right. we know and love reimagined. It does not say, right. Hey, by the just way, like there are mean 24 girls. songs, right. right? Yes, just like Mean Girls. Right. I just like you just don't pe- people don't know what they're walking into, which I no. think is just doing a disservice, which definitely happened in the movie we're going to talk about. So, um, yeah, that <laughs> and um, people are talking about Danielle Brooks in the movie and that she gives yeah. a fabulous performance. And, uh, of course, Fantasia Barino. So excited. Obviously. Obviously. Yeah. Who originated the role on Broadway. Yes. So, is, yes, yeah, that's good, yeah, good to say. Yeah. Pretty full circle. Pretty full circle. And maybe we'll do a La La Bland on this. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we okay. want to say happy, happy opening. opening. I know. So exciting. Um, because it opened. I mean, I think it opened around the time of our last episode. Um, the or 14th. A couple days. It just opened. Yeah. It opened okay. the 14th. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So how did it in Ohio open on broadway lots of exciting videos um around so it so fun the premiere so was exciting. so cute yeah um i have a friend who is a co-producer of the show so very excited for him and yeah. maybe some some teasing will happen we'll tease that maybe you know if it happens he'll be on the show um yeah. but and then off broadway of real women have curves uh, the musical, which is a very, very fun title, and yeah, the show looks yeah. am- the production yeah. looks amazing. Mm-hmm. The photos um, look really cool. The photos look amazing. So yeah, yeah, so we're excited about those. Happy we love opening. when shows open. Mm-hmm. Oh, we do. So oh my gosh, especially yeah. at Christmas. And oh. I know. I know. Uh, yeah. It, this is a this is like this it can be a hard time for shows to open mm-hmm. in between the holidays because you're also fighting uh, obviously more people if you're in New York if you're in Broadway on Broadway more people are in the city and so like obviously there are more people who are willing and able to go to shows than other times of the year mm-hmm. but you're also fighting against all the other things that are happening during that time there's a lot more right. competitive nature of like what's happening in New York so and if people yeah. don't know who you are. And you're just yeah. opening can be yeah something. But we're gonna keep um, watching on how to dance in Ohio. Of course, Rachel saw it, so we're gonna. And it is the yeah. I I I want to claim this is when Taylor was like claiming Kimberly Akimbo. Like I'm claiming this. Like I think that this is the going. People are uh, have made it be underrated. Like I think that it clearly doesn't have the same um titles above the like billing above the title mm-hmm. the same names um 
as other shows that are obviously also fantastic, but this is the show, the new musical to watch. Like this is the new yeah. musical to watch. Well, I and- do think it is akin to Kimberly and Kimbo. Like, I don't, as far as yeah. like the style of the show, I don't know if you agree. I I think and- it's more. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if it, the style is quite the same, but I do think that. I do think related to, I think two things. It it will have a cult following because people identify with the storyline right. and like with the characters. And second, it's like uplifting and fun, which it kind of gives prom mm-hmm. vibes. It, in my mm-hmm. opinion, it's more like the prom meets Dear Evan Hansen meets Be mm-hmm. More Chill. Like lots of well, yeah yeah that's lots but like of that kind things, right? I, I know but like it that's why it makes space for like people uh-huh. to go and feel like that was really fun and it was also a good show anyway mm-hmm. this is too much about the show but I, yeah, I think yeah. it's the the thing to watch that's what I'm the saying. three that I think we also need to watch for of course Days of Wine and Roses yes Hell's Kitchen yes and Suffs those are the three that I think could Suffs. also contend Suffs. which. Well, Days of aren't day, isn't Days of Wine and Roses and Hell's Kitchen directed by the same person? I don't know. That's a good question. I think there's a director who's having three musicals be produced on Broadway in 2024. I think it's that. Person. I mean, and Notebook too. We need to think about the Notebook. Uh, that's the same person. That's okay. the same director. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Oh, Michael Greif is directing Days of Wine and Roses, and he's directing. Um, House Kitchen and the Notebook and the Notebook. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Wow, sixteen uh-huh. weeks only. This very sexy photo of Brian Darcy James and Kelly O'Hara. I just want to put that out there. They're um, so cute. Yeah. Also, Stranger Things, the first yes, shadow. <laughs> the first shadow. It's, it's not the first shadow because it's gonna be. There's gonna be three shadows. <laughs> so it's the first and three. It doesn't oh, say yeah, the only yeah. shadow. That's true. That's true. Yes, yeah, so we found out this week that Stranger Things: The First Shadow is one of three plays that will be produced about Stranger Things. This Very is wild to me still. Of mm-hmm. like, we're producing a different form of a product that's a move that's a TV show, and we don't know the ending of said TV show of yes, the content. They're, they're resuming filming in January, so we're gonna know. No, soon. I'm just. I know, but like, isn't yeah. that weird? Like, we don't know how to foreshadow mm-hmm. what's happening because we are not the people who know. Anyway, right. I just find it interesting. Lots of prequel things happening right now. We got Hunger Games, we got Wonka, we got Stranger Things, the play. This Lots is normal. We always go to yeah. a prequel eventually. It's true. It's true. Okay. Speaking Barbara of Streisand. No, no yeah. prequel, no one like her. It's Barbara Streisand. <laughs> no prequel. Yeah, Barbara she Streisand. Alone is getting the SAG Lifetime Achievement Award, which is actually, it's funny when this was announced, I immediately thought of, because Blank Check, that podcast I love, is their next series that they're starting in January is all the Barbra Streisand movies that she directed. Plus they're doing A Star is Born, even though she didn't direct it, but they just thought it was like so important to her career that they are doing that one. Um, So go check that out if you guys are interested. You know, we do like to shout out podcasts on this show, even though, you know, keep listening to us. But um, very excited about that. But, yeah, this is so exciting. I think Babs is someone that you think of a lot in the theater, but she's done quite a few movies. So, um, 
very yeah. excited to um, see her speech and see what she has to say. And yeah, it's it's definitely deserved. A chorus go- girl all the way to the woman of the funny girl. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the woman of the of the moment, yeah. really. Yeah, yeah. I mean, her book also, that came out. I mean, there's a lot going on. I haven't on. read that. I know I need yeah. to read it. Yeah. It's Doesn't Michelle Williams do list. the the audio book? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So random. Um, it's so random, but I love it. Speaking of random and also intrigued, this so week we random. learned some yeah. in development stuff. I'm gonna shout out the the second one first. We learned that Paddington the musical is set for a 2025 UK premiere. This makes sense. I will travel for Paddington. The yeah. <laughs> yeah. Rachel will cosplay and go. I yeah. like just, yeah, it's going to be great. Um, mm-hmm. And then the Lost Boys musical directed by Michael Arden is also in the works. I mean, it must be in the works enough mm-hmm. to have a like director we're not just like right. shopping it around there at this point script. So right that's really interesting to me and obviously michael mm-hmm. arden um director of parade parade yeah yeah, yeah. so and, um, and um once on this island won a tony yes. for parade yes so yeah yeah very exciting the lost very boys exciting. about vampires i guess i haven't seen the movie but yeah, you don't know, say. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. This right. week we got a release of a new song from the musical, the movie musical, uh, Mean Girls, which by the way, it is a musical. There are at least 12 songs that will be sung during that show. So if you're going to that movie and you think it's just a movie, it's a musical. Anyway, it is uh Megan Thee Stallion and Renee Rapp released a song for Mean Girls. And it's like a bonus song on the yeah. 13 song album that's going to be released for the show. And you, it just was released on it? Friday the 15th. I have not yet listened. 14. Yeah, I've, I have not. Friday, the 15th. I hadn't, I've not listened to it as of recording this podcast, but it is on my list to listen to while I get ready for a party today. Yeah. So also the, the, the album art, I'm showing it to Rachel. I'm sure you've seen yeah. it. It's is so wild. Cool. It looks like cotton candy kind of exploded i just renee love rap, this renee i love rap renee rap is a, i love her but she's kind of a marvel because she's like selling out like stadiums right now i mean yeah. maybe not huge stadiums but like big venues yeah but i also feel like like is she like really po- like i guess she is popular but i still feel like not that many people know who she is but also she's really popular. I don't know. It's just, I, Here's, I think wild. there's a big, honestly, honestly, it's like, I don't know. I mean, I think that there's a big overlap one. Oh, sorry. Hit the mic. One, she's she, was, TikTok. she, but also she was in that show. Right. Co- Sex mm-hmm. lives of college girls, which right. obviously her doing press for that show and leaving that show ultimately became bigger than the show itself she became known Mm -hmm. for what she was saying about that Mm -hmm. and so then you have that coupled with what she's saying about how broadway was for her and her body and then she produces a amazing straight fire album and then you have like a cult it's kind of like a cult following but you also have her on she's been on two very mainstream platforms broadway and hbo right or max or whatever it is and so now you have her she's going to star in a movie that's premiering 
in theaters and so Mm -hmm. this is Mm -hmm. just if it's if the people who go enjoy it they will enjoy it because they already enjoy her and musicals or I think they will see this and be like who's that girl I need to look her up I'm gonna listen Mm -hmm. to her music Mm -hmm. because her music is not Broadway does that make mm-hmm. sense? So she's like operating right. in all of these different right. avenues. And I mean, she's, yeah. And she's built a very, she's built a very diverse audience that mm-hmm. somehow overlaps, which I mm-hmm. love. And she's also yeah. young. Yeah. She's very young and she has a great name for like stage name and it's her real name, I believe. I and, and she's very talented. It's just, she's I'm so just talented. kind of puzzled by her start. Like, I'm I'm glad she's a star. I'm glad she's getting this moment. But I'm just kind of like it just felt like it came out of nowhere a little bit. And I think that it's because of what she said about sex lives of college girls. Right. Right. And about right. her body and about coming yeah. out. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of yeah. kind of exciting. Exciting. I'm I think if Mean Girls hits, it's gonna be pretty big for her. So if I, it does well. And I think I think once again, people are going to be confused that it's a musical, but I also think it's going to be just enough nostalgia and just campy enough for people who weren't prepared for it to be a musical that they're going to love it. Yeah, for sure. But they should know. Come on. It's not like they not like they're going to sing Get Him Back in it. I don't know. The Olivia Rodrigo song. But I do I don't think anywhere there's been this is a musical. Yeah. I know. It's wild. The Golden Globe nominations came out. Um the also Golden wild. Globes have new owners. I don't know if you know this, Rachel. Yes. Um basically the it used to be the Hollywood Foreign Press is basically no longer and it's owned by this company who owns all the trades. So like Variety, Hollywood Reporter, and Deadline are all owned by the same company, which I don't know if anyone knows that. Any like I don't know if you knew that. But no. um so that company now owns the Golden Globes. So I think that's interesting. I think a lot of people were like, oh, this has because usually there's more surprises with the Golden Globes of like just random nominations, yeah. but this year it seems like more aligned with what regular um, regular award shows are um so that's interesting but we did get nominations for of course the color purple maestro which i'm seeing tonight as of recording this and i'm so excited i get to see it in a theater and don't have to see it on netflix my one of my local indie theaters is showing it so i'm very excited about that um coleman domingo rachel brosnahan all these um nominations very excited. Um, January seventh, I believe it's it's um, on CB uh, CBS, I think, and Paramount Plus. So if you want to watch the Golden Watch, if stars are there, watch them get drunk. That's like the best part about the Golden Globes. So, <laughs> <laughs> last but not least, waitress. Waitress. Open um, two two things I want to say about this. Number one, Waitress the film. We've already told you it it was coming out in theaters, but it's been extended mm-hmm. to come out yeah. in theaters, and then it was officially announced it will come on video on demand. So that's exciting. And the second thing yeah. I want to say is that Kristen Bell did a tick did a Instagram reel or uh-huh. whatever yeah. Yeah. about her reaction to the to seeing the show and it is just like it I think it's a very genuine reaction and um 
I that's how I feel. She like could not mm-hmm. figure out how to put words together. She yeah. had obviously been crying and it just I mean, it was like just so great. And I love this is the moment where you're like, okay, I hate Hollywood, but I really love when support like when theater people support other theater people. Yeah. Um, or when just like people are kind to each other. Like it shouldn't be a big deal that people are kind to each other, but um immediately my body was like, Oh, people are kind. Yeah. It's so nice. And I also think like I do find this very interesting, the waitress pro shot to be in theaters and like that it's been received well enough that people that it's extended like it's still playing yeah. here mm-hmm. all the way up until Christmas Day, which yeah, is it's, yeah. wild mm-hmm. considering the color purple and Wonka mm-hmm. and all these other things are out. Um, yeah. So I just want to hats off to them. Hats off to that team, yeah. obviously. Yeah well deserved yeah 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 so exciting for her i may have a chance to see it this weekend but i'm not sure but obviously we're gonna watch it once it's on demand and streaming and all of that but i'm excited to see i've heard it plays great in the theater and that the filming of it's amazing heard it's very similar to come from away and the filming of it and yeah we're excited um i wonder if we'll get a movie of the musical, just like Mean Girls. <laughs> I don't Hollywood. feel that way because we have a pro shot. Yeah, yeah, that's valid. But we have, we had like Into the Woods, like we had like that pro shot, and then we, you know. But years apart. Yeah, maybe in 15 years we'll get a waitress. Maybe, movie. yeah. Oh, and maybe, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But right. I think like right now people are enjoying. I think yeah. it's a moment for musicals to be exactly what they are. Yeah. That's true. And the ultimate moment of movie musical, Rachel, what's, what else? What, what, oh my goodness. Of course, we're talking about Wonka today in the show. And what's this little bit of Wonka news that we'll use to transition to our main course? Timothy, little Timmy Tim, Timothy Chalamet yeah. Yeah. said he wants to bring Wonka to Broadway. And I was like, put your money at it, Tim. Do it. Timote. Yeah, I was. Anyway, um, I'm so. When I saw that, I was like, I'm going to love this movie. Because people don't just say that. Like, people yeah. people don't, don't talk to Broadway about, like, yeah, I want to produce this movie musical. Right. Well, right. also, we weren't sure if it was a musical because they said it was a musical. And then they were like, it's a movie with music. And so I'm like, what the mm-hmm. hell is it? And mm-hmm. so when he said that, and what is and it, I Rachel? Thought, it's a musical. It, it is. 100% a musical. Yeah. Guys, when, yeah. are we transitioning now? Is yeah. Yeah. Okay. So now moment? we're talking about our main course, Lala Bland Wonka. I don't know. How and much do we want to say Bland, right off the bat? That's how I want to say. Bland, yeah. Alala Bland is where we look at the musical and we, or the movie, and we think, yeah. is it a musical? What's happening? Is it a musical? So I want to answer that question. Yeah. I actually, mm-hmm. let's answer that question first. Okay. We're obviously okay. talking about Wonka, the movie the that just yes. opened yes the um, 2023 musical fantasy film based on characters by Roy Dahl released yes. on December 15 2023 Rachel and I saw it as of recording this on December Last 15th night. yeah <laughs> so we it's fresh yeah. in the mind yeah. before we before we Timothy say that it's a musical yeah starring Timothy Chalamet Olivia Coleman uh Keegan Michael Key who we will definitely talk about Hi. um <laughs> Uh, Hugh Grant and a bunch of other people that maybe you know or maybe don't. Um, 
pretty, Rachel, uh, would you like to guess eye? the nope. uh, this has an 84% all, um, critic score on Rotten Tomatoes. 84%? That's insane. That's so high, in my opinion. Would okay, you but like the guess? Rotten Tomato score has to be higher than that. The audience score, would you like to guess? Okay, so the critic score is 84. Correct. 86? You're very close. 89. Oh 80. my god! I know! <laughs> 80 freaking <laughs> not. It's almost yeah. 90. Like I'm I think like three more reviews and it would probably be 90. Like that's crazy. Uh, it's crazy. It's amazing. Yeah. Um I want to talk about like the experience of like how when I how I walked in the theater because okay. I had a very interesting okay. experience. But yes, let's okay. answer that question. Is it a let's musical? Just, let's let's answer this question right off the okay. bat because yes. this is the one thing I I we have talked and I have been on a yeah. soapbox and a podium here about yeah. how I feel like I don't understand and feel like it's a misservice of the three musicals that are coming out to not be named as musicals right. because I think that audiences who are going are going to be blindsided in a way that might make them feel like what the heck is happening Mm -hmm. and not like the movie when in reality if they were just told it was a musical they would get over it I understand this is kind of like inviting people to your first year improv show and you just tell them it's a showcase and you don't tell them it's improv because you know that they wouldn't come if they knew it was improv (laughs) I get it I get that musicals have Mm -hmm. always been that way but they're not like that anymore like mainstream culture and tiktok culture and post 2016 hamilton like we just don't need to skirt around things being a musical like we just truly don't need to we actually even disney like encanto like all of that yes and And i'm just and live action disney like i'm just Mm -hmm. saying i think that by them doing this they're actually making it worse they are they themselves are making Mm -hmm. this genre Mm -hmm. feel belittled in a way that it just absolutely doesn't need to be you just need to be unashamed you already have the people who are playing those roles you already like you have all of these things like stop just name it as a musical so anyway i didn't know what to yeah and the, because- and the previews you saw like dancing but there really wasn't any yeah. music from the movie in the previews all you heard was the underscore of pure imagination and i want right. this to be clear also that taylor and i have obviously been talking about the last two movies related to Willy Wonka or Charlie and the Chocolate Factory and so our minds of like is this a musical is this a movie like what's going to be here which parts of those Mm -hmm. is it going to be based off of the book you know in terms of character arc I I get that we are thinking about it more than maybe the average person who hasn't seen Willy Wonka since they were a child but I just Mm want to name that I wasn't sure what to expect and so the opening scene the opening scene yeah is a Prince Eric moment, by the way. I honestly was like, <laughs> I honestly thought it was Timothy Shall, yeah, but I yeah, was honestly yeah. like, are we about to watch The Little Mermaid Part 2? I'm here for it. <laughs> Prince anyway. Eric becomes Willy Wonka. That's amazing. Yeah. It mm-hmm. opens. It yeah. opens mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. a musical number yeah. mm-hmm. of the mm-hmm. main character where yeah. he yeah. is singing and obviously mm-hmm. no one else knows he's singing. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. it's not a performance. 
he mm-hmm. is singing to express what's happening in his yeah. emotions and to Absolutely. advance the plot. Yeah. And yeah. that is a musical. Like it started right. off and I was like, there, this is a musical. And I could tell the there were people in our audience who had no idea yeah. that there mm-hmm. was going to be mm-hmm. music that was not the song Pure Imagination. Yeah. Or the let me back, let me, let's back up for me just a little bit. So I, my, my showing started at 7 p.m. I got there at about 7.07 I walked into the theater because I know there's previews. I was like, there's the whole Nicole Kidman thing. I go to AMC, you know. Oh, yeah. Jolly. So jolly. But I missed her this time. So, and I was like, okay, well, I'm seeing Wonka. I want to have the right experience. So I got a slushy, I got a popcorn, and I got some nerds, those nerd clusters. Do you know those? Yeah. Of course yeah, I did. Amazing. So I was like, yeah. I'm going all out. I'm seeing Wonka. I'm going to talk about it on the podcast. It's going to be great. So when I walked in, though, I walked in and I was like, shoot, the lights are down. Like, this is not good. Am I going to miss any of this? Like, oh my gosh. I walked in and thankfully, literally, only credits, beginning credits of like the production companies were still yes. going. So I was okay. like, okay, I haven't missed any of it. So then I sat down and that's right when Timothy Chalamet on a boat, like, <laughs> <laughs> top of the ship happens and i was like whoa we're jumping into this so i really didn't we're, have time literally to like, sit and in. prepare i like put my popcorn down i was like oh, i'm drinking my slushy i'm like i'm watching timothy chalamet sing on a boat it's a lot yeah so and then i look over to like this kid next to me he's probably like 16 he may be older but yeah. he looks like 16 with his girl you know and they're like out on a date. There were our th- my theater was pretty packed. It was I saw it in a Dolby Cinema, so we saw in nice. the recliner seats. It was great. The sound was amazing. Yeah, I'm sure. Obviously, but I looked over, and as soon as Timothy Chalamet starts singing, this kid is like, <laughs> like laughing, snickering, and laughing, and I'm like, oh, this is not this a good. It's gonna sign. be a long movie. Yeah. 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 And then also, Rachel, you know my thing about musical movie musical theory is there's a moment in that first song when that cuts and you see Timothy Chalamet dancing by himself. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yes. And the, the police officer's watching him dancing. And I'm going, wait, what is the logic here? I don't understand. Like, okay, so explain he, explain for the audience what your issue is. In this moment, because yeah. I found I found this, I have I'm sure I have a different view than you. So please tell them what your why you what the logic you need to follow when it comes to a musical logic. My and, and more specifically in a movie musical because in in a stage musical, everyone in a stage musical, the characters know that there will be singing, like they know that like someone's gonna break like subconsciously or like that's just how musicals are written. Is that people mm-hmm. know they're gonna start singing lyrics like that's just gonna happen, and the I mean, audience the characters knows, don't know that. I think they do. I think uh-huh. it's more self-explanatory than in a movie okay. musical. People okay. are kind of like, are they singing? Or like, I think sometimes when it's done well, like yes, they know they're singing, or or maybe they don't and they're just enjoying. Like they they think they're talking. I don't know. Yes. That's the thing. Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. But I think okay, sometimes. Anyway. There's the movies, and I've referenced this, like, The Prom, where there's moments where, like, wait, do do the people know that they're singing, or do they know that they're not? And that happened in this movie right at the beginning where 
And I thought that the the jump cut was funny when you go to the. It is still this, the opening uh, number, by yeah, the way. The, uh, a hat full of the dreams. The longest is what it's opening called. number. Oh, I do want to also mention, Rachel. Do you go to an AMC? Do you do? No. No. AMC has this deal where you because they do like popcorn buckets for like every movie. You can Cute. buy Willy Wonka's hat <gasps> for for forty dollars oh for four. God. And I was like. F no, I'm not buying a hat. I was like, can I just bring in a hat? It's literally just a brown hat and they put popcorn in it. I was like, what? For $40? This is insane. insane. Um, I saw some people with the hats, so um, congrats to them. But congrats A Hat Full of Dreams is what it's called. Uh, and halfway through, like, he's singing the song. He, like, sings it to, like, people around. He's talking about how he doesn't have enough money. Like, that's what the song is about, it's basically. So but he but he has a hat full of dreams. Yeah. And it's setting up why he why he's here. Yeah. Like, it's yeah. really setting up the plot. It is the pro. Mm-hmm. It's the prologue. And there's a moment where it jump cuts to the police officer who's played by the police chief who's played by Keegan-Michael Key. And you see him and he and then it jumps back to Willy Wonka and he's just dancing, but there's no sound or music, but he's just dancing to himself. And the police officer, or maybe it isn't Keegan-Michael Key. It's it just the Keegan. police officer. It's the other yeah. police officer. Yeah, you're right. Who also and, is amazing. Yeah. And um, yeah, I was just like, what? Oh. Um, so I, it was Taylor's funny, point, it was here, funny let me, in the moment, but I was just like, but Taylor's point logic? is, Taylor's point is yeah. if you're singing in a musical and you know, you're singing, then everyone also knows you're singing subconsciously. Mm-hmm. And so there's no person who's watching this and feels weird about you singing because no one, e- either Correct. no one's supposed to know you're singing because we're all just like in this world, we are express our mm-hmm. thoughts through song right. instead of talking. Exactly. And so it's all the same or right. Everyone does know you're singing, so it's not weird. Right. Here's what I think. Here's what I think about this scene, because I felt it was I felt this scene is not to compare these movies, but I'm doing it anyway, because they're not the same. This scene is Gene Wilder coming out, walking with a limp, rolling into a somersault and then walking fine. Like that is this scene, I think, to set up what is an a fantastical world that is going to be Wonka's imagination because I think that before this you, you just hear it looks like it really looks like Prince Eric I'm not gonna lie like it looks yeah, it like does. Yeah. it's like some kind of version of Les Mis meets the Little Mermaid like meets Oliver Twist like I don't know mm-hmm. what's happening mm-hmm. and until the moment where he is dreaming up all these things and you realize no one else is seeing it that you realize it is his imagination and his world that we're about to live in. And it's a different kind of fantastical moment. I think it's on purpose that they break the logic there, Taylor, because it is so ridiculous that they have that, that, that he is in that world. Does that make sense? Like part of him, of, of this law lo- of the logic breaking is actually on purpose Unlike in other musicals where I think you're right, Taylor, where no one has thought about the continuity of the subconscious or the Mm -hmm. conscious. I think that this was a strategic moment because it's such a hard break between the two where clearly he's dreaming and singing and no one else is. I think that that is the moment where we realize he himself is a fantastical person. 
and by his mm-hmm. by viewing things by viewing this story through his lens by going with him on this journey things are going to be fantastical because of Willy Wonka um not the same as if it was just all a musical does that make sense like he himself is the person who brings the musical the music. aspect to i don't i mean this is not the logic doesn't fully add up because when you get to the workers, obviously they're singing too. Yeah, um, and the three chocolate people. They have but their they own know they're singing on purpose. See, this is what they are singing on purpose. They know they know he, they're singing. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I do think yeah. that there's some of this, like the dreaming aspect. I I mm-hmm. I maybe I will marry it this way. I think that this idea of dreaming. And the fantastical world that Willy Wonka himself is making with all of how the chocolates work and people are flying and floating and lots of spoilers. I'm so sorry. Right. Like you, Mm. because of all of that, it's coupled with this musical fantastical. Lots and lots of spoilers. Moments. Yeah. So anyway, it is a musical. That's what I want to say. It is a musical. Okay. Here's my next question, Rachel. Is ready. It's a big question. Oh, Are you God. ready? No. Did you like this movie? <laughs> I think you and I maybe are going to have different thoughts on this. It took all of me not to go into the 9 p.m. showing of this musical after I got out of this musical. I, oh. think, okay. I think this is one of the best children's musicals I've ever seen in my life. Like, Mary Poppins could never... I like truly. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I like the music. Obviously, Timothy Chalamet. I have a soft spot for him. Mm-hmm. He does yeah. a very good job. His his whoever his uh, singing coach is, his vocal coach. Good for them. Um, I think he's great at the dancing parts. Even I'm sure he's not the dancer the whole time. Um, I think that there were oh, a lot of interesting. really. Yeah, I think there were yeah. a lot of really good moments. The plot wasn't terrible. But I sat there and I thought, as a kid, I would die for this movie. Like, mm-hmm. I just, I really felt like this was a kid's musical movie where we were entering such a fun world of things. Mm-hmm. And also there were some grounded in reality. Um, and I also want to say, I'm very surprised that the director and that the the songwriters for this show have never really done musicals because it read as so camp to me. This is like underlying everything, obviously children, it's children. So it's fantastical. It's, you know, funny. It doesn't make sense. It's great. And mm-hmm. there are some things that I was like, if this was an adult movie, I, we would need to take this out. This is not correct. But also it's so campy. It's so campy in a way that like, mm-hmm. I really loved like, like, I just, I, I walked out of there thinking, I cannot wait to see this mo- movie again. Like, immediately texting my friend who had asked me if I wanted to see it. And I was like, I need to see this movie again. I'm so glad you feel this way. <laughs> I know you don't feel this way. I just felt it was so good. Oh, I, I, I feel it's so like, good. Borderline hated this movie. <laughs> Like my heart is breaking. Okay, I do. I, there's a lot of things I want to say, of course, but I do think Timothy Chalamet's singing was great. Like he, 
he stepped up. Is this up, your like, greatest was, showman? Is this your yeah, greatest oh, showman? Oh, oh, I'm so glad you referenced that because the, I was going to say the way you feel about greatest showman is kind of how I feel about this. And I don't even really love greatest showman. I just, no. <laughs> I just am referencing that. Um, I think the plot is so convoluted. Like I was yeah. trying to explain it to my wife when I got home and she was like, what the actual heck? What? And I was like, yeah, there's this like, he like gets, he like gets conned by these people. And like, uh, obviously we're going to talk about the plot, but like, yeah. I feel like it's so messy. And then I think the songs are just not like once the ending of the film ends with pure imagination, which I think is like the best choice the movie could have ever made. And also yes. my MVP, I think is like the best thing about the movie, which we will talk about. But um, once you hear pure imagination, I'm like, Oh my gosh, finally, like in my opinion, like a good song. I'm like, Oh my gosh. Finally. What? Taylor, you didn't like any other song? I, I honestly, I did not like any of the songs. I liked I liked the beginning of the song in the zoo, but then when they started singing together, I was like, no, no, like what? what? I know. Oh I, I'm my so, god. So sorry, Rachel, my heart. So, I know. <laughs> I know. But like oh. just I I don't know. I loved the Oompa Loompa songs. Those were great. Oh my but... god, that's the least favorite. Oh, <laughs> Wait, okay, I want to know why you didn't like it. Is it because it didn't make sense or because you felt like it was a disservice to, like, the character itself or, like, because you didn't feel like Timothy Chalamet portrayed it well enough or, like, what was your – what's your biggest well, point here of, like, why you didn't like it? I kept thinking – yeah. Well, I don't think the songs were very well written, so that's me. And then – and again, as a kid, I may have liked it. Yeah. I may I may have been like, wow, these this is great, like wonderful. But I just was like, I, I could tell, like you even saying and doing research after watching the movie, that these people have never written a musical. Like I'm like, these are just songs that they thought would be fun and they put them in the yeah. movie. It didn't seem like intentional. Why not hire someone that's done a musical? Like were Bobby and Kristen Lopez like not available? I guess they're working on like Frozen three and four. Yeah. But like busy literally like Pasek and Paul obviously is like they're they do everything now in Hollywood like I get it yeah but I don't know I just I just for me I was like these songs just aren't that great so that was one aspect I was like okay. eh these songs are just okay the other the whole movie I was trying to think like why did Timothy Chalamet agree to do this because what because, because... I uh-huh. Tell me why. I think the script wasn't very good, in my opinion. And the plot of... There's just too much going on because there's the plot with the people of the that are conning him. There's the plot with him trying to do... the Like, be a chocolatier. There's mm -hmm. the plot of the three business people. And then there's also the plot of him trying to save the little girl and then all the people that are trapped by the con people. There's just too much going on. And I also feel like, like, do I care about any of these people? Like, I was watching it going, like, like, <laughs> I don't know. Like, obviously, the little girl was cute and great. And I, she did a good job. She did, like, what the script needed her to do. But I don't know. I just kept sitting there, like, did Timothy Chalamet 
I, I feel like he's chosen like very specific things mm-hmm. in his career and a lot of people and recently I listened to a podcast about them saying that Timothy Chalamet is like the next Leonardo DiCaprio which I find yes. very interesting yeah. but then a, a host on that podcast said Leonardo DiCaprio wouldn't have chosen this movie yeah and I mean yeah mm-hmm. I find that very mm-hmm. I find that true and so that's why that's I'm true. like I think it's semi if the movie does well obviously it's a good career move but i think people are going to come out of it like this movie's kind of weird and also i think what's interesting about casting timothy chalamet in my opinion is that he looks like johnny depp like the whole time really you think so i think he because also we talked about he did the edward scissorhands thing back for the super bowl so i think he looks a lot like johnny depp I think he looks like Winona Ryder in this movie. I don't, I think he looks, <laughs> That's amazing. So, you know what I think is interesting about casting him and then I'll share my whole thoughts about this uh, mm-hmm. after you're done. But I yeah, think yeah. he looks like a child. He looks like mm-hmm. a child. And right. I think that plays very well to his character, Wonka, as it's portrayed in this movie. And as we have seen it in the collection mm-hmm. of who Wonka is, which is very much childlike. And I will say at points it was interesting. Obviously he's hanging out with an actual child, even though he's clearly not a child, but the way that they look together, they look like they're the same age almost. Yeah. Or like an older brother. Yes. And And so in, in some ways, I think Taylor, it was also about reading something as not creepy because you have to understand that a adult who invites kids into a chocolate factory is creepy. It's, yeah. It was creepy. Yeah. It was weird. It's not supposed to be. It's not supposed to be that way. It's not supposed to read as weird. I mean, mm-hmm. weird, yes. But like creep, It's not supposed yeah. to read as creepy. And yet in our 2020 selves, our 2000s mm-hmm. era selves, it is super weird. And I think that a strategic choice of him was also how he looks is that for sure young and so it doesn't feel creepy in the way that it could and i think part of it is establishing him as a child well it definitely doesn't feel creepy but i think that's just part of it being a prequel too that he's younger and all that i i think it's part i think it was very intentional how he was supposed to look like he's a 12 year old and but my other point too is that he looks so he looks like Johnny Depp to me at least. Okay. But then the movie is consciously saying that this is the Gene Wilder version. Like there's no yes. way that it's yes. not because yes. the, the the coat, the cane staying in place, the yes. oompa loompas, pure imagination. Like there's so many references to, and even like the chocolate shop that he makes. Like there's the yeah. river. Like all of that. Quiet up and listen down. Yeah, that that is a direct quote from the Wonka, Mm -hmm. first Wonka movie. So I think that it's just interesting. There's this kind of, I I don't see, I see glimpses of Johnny Depp a little bit, but obviously more Gene Wilder. But I think this is wholly a Timothy Chalamet Wonka. Which I love. Um, Which is, yeah, which, and I think he's making choices that are just like, he's doing his own thing, which I think is works does work in his favor he's not yes. trying to imitate um gene wilder yes 
I think I came out of the movie kind of thinking that I think this story could have been condensed into half of it. And I think the second half, what I love about the Gene Wilder performance is that there's like menace in the performance and there's like a mm. loneliness and a sadness to it. And I think the second half of the movie could have been that exploration of like, how does Wonka become the person we see in mm-hmm. the Gene Wilder movie? Yeah. And I think that would have been fascinating, but that's not what this movie's telling, obviously. So, and maybe there, if the movie does well, there'll be a sequel and Timothy Chalamet can do that. But Wonka 2. <laughs> I, I mean, I, but, so, okay. Obviously, Taylor and I are not in agreement on the movie, yeah. which, which is, is fine. Fair. Totally yeah. fine. Obviously, yeah. that's how it works. I mean, I didn't like 13, the musical movie either. So, so yeah. Okay. I want to, okay. I have a few points countering your points here and why what you said I can understand how I would feel that way and then somehow in this world I don't like in this Mm -hmm. scenario I don't and Mm -hmm. I think it relates to yeah this like this feels like your greatest showman the problem for me with the greatest showman was it was trying to be a musical but it was a movie and we did not do very well on stage acting and voice coaching. And there were too many people singing weird things and too many people. Mm-hmm. Tr- like it cl- was clear to me that that would have been honestly, if The Greatest Showman was just a stage musical, I would have freaking loved it. I would have loved it so much. There was something about it being a movie while trying to be a musical the same way a stage musical is. That was very hard for me. Mm-hmm. So I get that these songs are weird. I mean, literally, Timothy Chalamet has three, like, verses or three, um, the verse, one whole verse of one of his final songs as he's like changing the plot to come to the end. He says noodle three times in like three lines. And I get that that is not something we would do if this was a Broadway show at all. It would not be. Right. And right. yet, And yet all of these songs being like just kind of there and just kind of fantastical and weird, but also like they're good songs. They're not bad songs. Like I didn't at one point was like, oh, I hate this song. I want it. I want to skip ahead. That's never how I felt personally. Yeah. Yeah. But I get what you're saying of like, why didn't we have a Broadway? Why didn't we have Broadway people write this? I think that that's on purpose. Like, I think if we tried to overproduce the show, it would feel like too much. I I think the point of the movie is actually about Willy Wonka's imagination, about this outlandish experience. And so the music doesn't have to be amazing. And part of that is they lean isn't heavily that the on the point their... of a musical is that the but music is amazing. <laughs> I don't know. Is that the point of all musicals? I don't know. Is but it? does it don't don't composers and lyricists want you to sing? I I, I couldn't really even remember a single song from this movie. But like, how can you ever compete with pure imagination? I think that this. I think I think a business directive. I think they sat down. And don't for do months. a musical. <laughs> no, no, no. I think they sat down for months and they thought, how the hell are we going to bring something that allows for everyone's experience here? I, I really think that there also was more than one version of this that could have Absolutely. come out yeah. that probably didn't because of a variety of political reasons. And when I say political, I mean like within the doll company and within, you know, Warner Brothers. Who did, who produces? Was it Warner Brothers? Yeah, Warner Brothers. Yeah. 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 So I think that there are a lot of like things there. 
But I do think if they were vision boarding what they wanted, they wanted a place where multiple generations could come and see a, um, a movie that's based off of something that people already know and love, but is not the same, that feels lighter, because it did, it felt lighter, that was easily digestible and fun, because we've had way too we've had like four years of just feeling chaotic and sad, and we need something that's fun, and that leads way for there to be at least three movies, if not more, with Timothy Chalamet as Wonka. Like, I know there's no way that they did not vision board it like that. And so putting pure imagination in this movie, which they had to do, I know they had to do this for many, a variety of reasons. They could not have walked away without that. But how can you write any songs for a prequel musical that are anywhere close to that song? And I don't, I think, I I don't know how intentionally, maybe I'm giving them too much credit, But I think that when you are like, that's going to be our closing number, the rest of it doesn't matter. Like it does, but it doesn't really matter. And I I want to say my biggest, I'll talk about my, my, my MVP quickly. My MVP of this movie is surprisingly not Timothy Chalamet, although he is amazing. I personally really, he's my favorite out of all the Wonkas I've seen. Um, Interesting. Yeah, he's definitely he this the the genuine he just reads as a child in a way that like mm-hmm. makes me feel like it's okay for all of this to be happening. <laughs> and it's clear also his intentions as Wonka pre pre Charlie is about actually being a good person. Right. And I don't know right. how much of that you really see. Okay, but my MVP of this movie is that we get more information about what these other freaking chocolatiers are up to. Mm-hmm. I'm obsessed with this subplot. I know you're like, it's too chaotic. I am obsessed. Like, I love their little musical number they do. I find their scheming to be very essential to the plot, obviously. But also, I think it teaches a very important lesson about corruption and helps us understand why Wonka maybe secluded himself later on. Like mm. it just helps it helps bring this like like realness to the movie while also being so absolutely mm. ridiculous. Like it's so it's insane. It's very yeah. 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 It's very like cartoony and yes. Yeah. But like mm-hmm. it's so it's like kind of slapstick comedy without being right. slapstick comedy, mm-hmm. and I love that. I love mm-hmm. that. Yeah. So we're and surprised maybe I'm that my MVP is tap dancing. I know. Yeah. Yeah. There was major tap dancing, and I was dying. There was. I felt like the tap dancing could have gone more. Like it could have been more. Yeah, like, that's fair. Yeah. I mean, yeah. they did tap dance more. more than once in more than one yes. number. That's true. There was a chocolate that made things a musical, which was pretty cool. I did like that. I do want to say, like, I there were moments where I was I did enjoy like I wasn't like sitting there like, oh, I hate this movie. This is horrible. Like I did enjoy the like the experience was enjoyable. I was just like, it just didn't seem memorable to me. Like it just Mm -hmm. seemed like I wasn't gonna go back. And and like this is okay, but obviously we're critiquing the movie. Like that's what the episode is. So like 
I, I I didn't feel like I want to go back and listen to any of the songs. Like I was like, I'm good. Like I I will maybe watch this again if other people like want to put it on. Like if my sister wants to watch it, I'll watch it with her. But yeah. like, it's but not you were trying I, to go to the 9 p.m. Yeah. showing, right? Right. I will. I would have gone and seen like the color purple or like Saltburn, yeah. like Rachel and I have been talking about for months. Like yeah. Saltburn, even though I didn't really even love the ending of Saltburn stuck more in my mind than this movie <laughs> of course oh those are so different those I know, are so I know. different I know. i'm just thinking about like i mean i really i'm really gonna make some enemies i already know it i'm but i'm saying it anyway i'm thinking about the mary poppins prequel or whatever is this yeah the, it was the prequel i hated that movie like, see i liked was, that movie <laughs> it just was too much i i feel similar it was too yeah. much I just felt like, how can you do this to such an iconic character? I mean, it it for what it was, mm. it was good. It was fine. Well, have sequel, I listened, not prequel. Sequel. Have I listened yeah. to absolutely any of those songs? No. Never again. Have I seen the show? Only the one time I saw it in theaters. Like, it I is, have not watched it again, but I have listened to the soundtrack. Yeah. So. It just, like, that's yeah. what that was for me. Yeah. Like, it, yeah, and I, I, I think part, I, I do think part of this is... I never had a full, like, Willy Wonka, the musical, either of them, besides the new Broadway show, which I listened to that music more than any of the others. I never felt very kindred. Uh-huh. I I enjoyed them. Obviously, I grew up watching it. I know it. I know right. the songs. I'm not, like, not around. Um, and I've seen them more than once, obviously. We've talked about this. But I didn't feel like this is mine and you can't take it. I'm like ready for a reimagination of this story, one where it feels more authentic, one where it feels like we're just trying to have a fantastical moment. And to me, this really captured that. Without, yeah. I, I honestly think this is them tr- not trying too hard. And the only place where I was like, this is trying too hard was with Hugh Grant and the Oompa Loompa. We will get to that. Um it's funny, I'm looking at the poster for Wonka right now, and that's it's kind of an illustration of how I feel about this movie. There's like it was all over the place. There's it's it's literally there's like and this will be our, our cover art for the episode, but it, there's literally like a billion things going on. There's the Oompa Loompa, there's the three flying guy chocolatiers in the background, the little girl is there, Wonka's right in center, and the, yeah, there's a curtain, it, there's everything's going also, on. Also, Wonka looks like Timothy looks like he's standing, but you realize he's sitting and that's Mm-hmm. I just this optical kidding. illusion I can't yeah. deal. Yeah. Um, we, I want to say maybe. Okay, sorry, just briefly. Well, sorry, yeah. I want to say that it's possible that I also like this movie because it 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 captures what I feel like feelings wise is the same thing I felt reading the Harry Potter books. Oh, interesting. That's interesting. Yeah. And so this fantastic, like this idea of something so where logic doesn't need to matter. Where, like, it's just, we're just here. It's funny know. because I'm not a logical person. Like, I'm, I like, me as a person, I'm like, what's logic? Whatever. Like, life, like, let's just have fun. But for some reason, in musicals, I guess right. I, I need logic. <laughs> I don't Yeah, know. well, it's, it is a story. It's trying to make an agenda. So you're yeah. like, if I don't know yeah. where you're going, it's hard for me to follow you. Yeah. Yeah, I get it. We haven't mentioned Paul King directed this movie and wrote yes. this movie, Paul King, and co-wrote it with Simon uh, Farnaby, a story by Paul King as well. Paul King, director of Paddington and Paddington 2. 
Um, I, like I do it. think, yes, I, do, I love those movies. I think they're amazing. I do think that maybe he just should have gone to make a Paddington 3 because he's not doing Paddington <laughs> 3. Like, and then maybe gone and done this, but like, yeah. I'm interested to see how Paddington 3 is going to be. Um, but also, I do think going back to the Mary Poppins comparison, I think that wasn't like the whole hat. Like, there's a, there's a, like uh, thing in this movie where Wonka like pulls stuff from his hat and there's like that's it's like the, so good. it's like Mary Poppins bag and I think that's intentional like he's supposed to be like oh, yeah. a Mary Poppins figure but I think they could have gone a little bit more even like if you're going to make that comparison like make things animate like do an animated sequence that would have been interesting like Mary Poppins oh, I could I not know. have handled that <laughs> I don't know that would have been interesting to me um, I do want to talk about the kind of creation of this movie just a little okay. bit yeah, please. um in 2005 even when the johnny Depp movie came out they warner brothers was talking about a prequel movie like they wanted back then the short list of actors rachel are is crazy that they wanted to play willy wonka donald glover was one oh, of them honestly <laughs> that was, incredible that, that was, was amazing yeah i um, think so too very Travis different Gambino but amazing himself. Yeah, but it is funny to think about, like, I guess Donald Glover would have turned into Gene Wilder or Johnny Depp. I don't know. Um, Ryan Gosling, Ken himself, I think. Oh, wow. That's a very interesting Ken. Yeah, and good. very, very hot um, Willy Wonka. Uh, and then Ezra Miller, which I, I don't know about that. No. I'm, I'm, yeah. Yeah. No. Um, especially now. And um, apparently Paul King has said that Timothy Chalamet was the only person he wanted for the role. He offered it to him from YouTube videos of his high school little days. Little Timmy Tim. Yeah, little yeah. Timmy Tim. But apparently the studio also wanted Tom Holland to play yes. um, Willy Wonka. Yeah. Which I think also would have been a very Would have been amazing. But yeah, also so good. good. Yeah. And yeah. here's why I like this is this is these are the moments. You think about both of those people. They look like they're 15. They look like mm -hmm. they're 12. I really yeah. think this is a very important part of the character storyline of like mm -hmm. fantastical imagination and we don't have a 35, 40-year-old playing someone who's talking mm -hmm. to 12-year-olds. Mm -hmm. It's weird. Yeah. It reads weird on the screen in a way that on the stage it doesn't read weird. I think it still reads weird on stage, it's weird, but, but I, I mean, yeah. I, I, but the book isn't weird. Like the, in that fashion. Right. And this is why I'm like, this feels like, I, I think we need to go back and we need to read this book because I think that if yeah. you read this book and you feel like, think about what you're feeling. I feel for me personally, this movie encapsulates the feeling I would have. Maybe there are lots of, I, I once again want to say not everything is not like super tight. I don't not, nothing is like, this is not going to win best picture, but I will just, I'm not what I'm saying. Or but even be nominated for any songs, which is wild, but right. But I do think that the feeling of this is important and you can't mm -hmm. sell a feeling, but you can mm -hmm. movies have done it for years. True. True. I mean, that's yeah. Um, I will say, I think Rodol is kind of rolling over in his grave a little bit because he didn't even like the Willy Won like the Gene Wilder one. So this is so. this was I saw the you know obviously in the opening credits I don't know if you saw that at the beginning Taylor but it says in co in like whatever in collaboration with the Roald Dahl company. 
Oh, I, I, yeah, and, I wasn't paying attention, but and I, I was too focused on Chalamet's voice. Yes. Well, he wasn't yet singing, but yes. Oh, okay. Maybe but, I didn't see this yet. But this is maybe yet. when you were hustling into the theater. But I will say, I was thinking the whole time, there's absolutely no way this would have been produced mm-hmm. when he was al- alive. If he, yeah. I mean, because obviously, Timothy's performance of Wonka is its own thing. Mm-hmm. But... Adding music that's not in canon, adding music that was in now is in the movie canon, but wasn't liked by by Doll originally, back into a movie. Like there are a lot of things where I'm like, surely this is not actually what is true. Right. Um. Yeah. Anyway. I do think for better or for worse, and we did talk about it last week, the Tim Burton version is the closest to probably what Doll would have liked. Yes. yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, maybe not maybe not Johnny Depp's performance, but I think just the vibe and Yes. The story. The, the story. The idea yeah, that the only that. singing was the Oompa Loompas, like right, all of that. Right. Yeah. yeah. So speaking of Oompa Loompas, Taylor, talk to me about your thoughts on yeah. Hugh Grant as the Oompa Loompas. Well, before I I I want to tease that out a little bit before okay. we talk about him, can you tell me the plot of okay. this movie? <laughs> oh, of course, yes. Succinctly, that yeah, sure. I'll try in like three sentences. Let me yeah. maybe four. There is a young kid, kid t- adult, who really wants to be a chocolatier. And his mom has died. And so he has journeyed all throughout the world in order to get enough money and learn enough and make it to where he is going to sell chocolate. That's my first sentence. It's very run on. The second (laughs) sentence. He gets swindled by people who are basically Mr. and Mrs. Thenardier. Yeah, I thought this the entire time. (laughs) And he is. I thought in another life, Olivia Coleman would have played Thenardier in the Lay Maze movie. That's what I was thinking the whole time. Yes. No, the whole time. And he gets swindled by them, finds other people who've also been swindled and devises a, including a girl who's a little girl, like an actual girl, and devises a plan to get them all out. Number three, in the plan to get them all out, his plan is to sell enough chocolate. He runs into issues with that because there's a corrupt police officer and there is a cohort or a cartel or whatever, cartel of chocolate makers guided and overseen by a chocoholic priest played by mr B- mr bean himself yeah, that, that was or- funny i thought that was funny yeah yeah that okay, was good. my for- my fourth sentence oh okay we're going over okay i know sorry um chaos ensues in the plot to free them but eventually with the help of none other than an oompa loompa do they get out of the chaos and all the right order of justice is served and those cartel of chocolatiers get thrown in jail and so does the corrupt person and so do mr and mrs Tenardier. wow ah i see i told you that's four sentences but and it sets us up greatly for wonka to have a chop sure but it's like it was an hour and 56 minutes and Mm -hmm. um 
there was only one point where I thought, okay, when are we skipping to the next scene? And I will, I will say like, as a kid, it's like, you just, you can't stay so long on one plot point. You're yeah. 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 I, I would love to know what kids think of this. movie. like, if you're, if your niece goes and sees this oh, movie, I should see this with her. She you would should, die. you should take her to it. I okay. would love to know what she thinks of it. Yeah. So. Um, okay. and, I think arguably like Paddington and this movie are are made for children. They're not. Yes, it's not this is for... this is made for children, yeah. which is why it I it reads to me as so good. Right. Right. Okay, my MVP okay, of the movie. Plot. Yeah, my MVP and this is why I wanted to wait for a minute is oh, uh your MVP, MVP is my big L. Is 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 Hugh Grant as the Oopaloopa. He's the best part of the movie, Rachel. He's oh, the best part God. of the movie. <laughs> Are oh you serious? Gosh. I'm 100% serious. I literally, when he came on screen, I literally like physically rose in my chair and was like leaning. I was like, oh my gosh, I love that. I love this performance so much. I think it's so funny. I do think obviously watching the trailer, like I saw, we saw some of the bits already. So I think if I had not seen the trailer, I would have liked it like a little bit more because that bit of him dancing is just so funny to me. The backstory is hilarious because again, referencing the Johnny Depp, Willy Wonka of him going in the jungle. Like that's why it's confusing. That's true to the book, but that's that's true. Yeah, that's true. Um, and I, I love him flying in on the end with the little wings. I absolutely love that. I love seeing him next to Willy Wonka. He's so small and so cute. And then him at the end on the boat making himself a martini. I was like, this is just amazing. I love Hugh Grant in this movie. I think he's so fun. I think Paul King obviously had him in Paddington too. And I think I I think he's so freaking funny in this movie i i will die on this hill i will die on this hill. okay not to spoil your mvp okay <laughs> hear you i hear you yeah. i want to say that i'm grateful and thankful that this whole movie was not about oompa loompas because i would have lost my freaking mind <laughs> um we see only small bits mm-hmm. of the oompa loompa story very helpful almost yeah. all of them comic relief for the plot yeah. until yeah. the very end where he or close to the end where he actually saves Willy Wonka setting up very well how their relationship is going to go in the future. I think in terms of sprinkling in why the Oompa Loompa is even attached to Willy is very yeah. helpful. And they do yeah, that in a sure. very funny way. I love the little flute that plays the same sound as it did in both versions of so the good. previous movie. Very good. Mm-hmm. I and Hugh, I have no problem with Hugh Grant. He, I'm gonna name my biggest L, and it relates to this Oompa Loompa. Okay, Are you ready? I'm so ready. My biggest L is where the actual hell are people from? Like, what is the dialect here? Because it's absolutely yeah, yeah, yeah. no yeah. one has the same accent. Mm-hmm. Literally mm-hmm. everyone yeah. brought their actual accent except for Keenan, who kind of made it a little bit more New York. And I'm like, even aren't we yeah, in that was London? weird. That was so strange. Every, yeah. Like, like I know that this is how you feel about the logic of the 
plot and whatever. This is how I felt the whole time. I was like, who the hell said that these dialects are okay? Mm -hmm. Because mm -hmm. you have Timothy Chalamet, who's just talking in a normal, like, I mean, even American, like American, I would, he's not even mid century. Like it's definitely yeah. closer to what we talk like now, mm -hmm. if you were a broadcast news person. So like, he's trying to make yeah. his vowels sound normal but clearly this was i mean made. and he's sing-songy like the way he talks is very yes, like yes but I fantastical saying, so it is very fantastical but also it's clear to me that this is post the you know like 1900s the way that he's talking number one mm -hmm. which is weird mm -hmm. because like what time is it what year are we in there's many things happening it doesn't matter because it's a fantastical movie but i just about this about the accents really kills me because Hugh Grant has yeah. a clearly British accent, right. but he's an Oompa Loompa from Oompa Loompa land. Does every Oompa Loompa have a British accent? Does it matter? I don't know. Then you have Keenan. Maybe his Kenan parents are British. Maybe the worst, all the other the worst Oompa Loompas aren't. He Lewis, was the yeah. worst because yeah. why yeah. do you have a New York accent? Yeah. Yeah. Again, this feels that feels like a choice that Keenan did, and Paul King was just like, sure. And it just it I doesn't mean, have to make sense. Also, the subplot of him just getting fat is like too much. It's it's okay. That's okay. This is but so is that is a not, reference to Gloob? Okay, this is not my this is not my biggest L, but it is something I did want to bring up because I felt I felt very I felt a certain way about it. So um, for those of you who haven't seen it and we're spoiling the whole movie for you, the, there's a subplot where the Keenan's character, who is a corrupt police officer, gets basically he's being bribed by given chocolate and he's paid in chocolate, which is funny in a sense. And I thought it would just be funny. Like that part is funny because he has a sweet tooth. But then you see him progressively get larger and larger throughout the movie like Regina George style <laughs> yes except it's not it's not like Regina George we don't even talk about this but Regina George this is a revenge plot it is mean <laughs> we know it's mean it's not play right. I mean it's played for laughs but they know it's mean and this but is it's where, subtle like, too it's subtle it's not like yeah. I mean, this is insane. Like, and he's even says one of his lines is I've gained 150 pounds in the last week. And you're like, oh my God, like, what are we doing? So I just, <laughs> the children in my theater laughed when he was, when this was happening. That's good. Which is fine. Except I think that this relates to a bigger question and something I've already seen on TikTok about like fat phobia. We had this in right, the other right. two movies also like does that need to actually be a part of this story like could him just being bribed with chocolate and really needing chocolate and not having any physical consequences been funny enough like could not couldn't that right. have been because i think that would have been funny right. enough i agree i feel like it is an interesting it's interesting if it's a nod to like augustus gloop but i don't know if it is like to the book um, I totally agree with what you're saying about like fat phobia and all of that, but I also think it would have been interesting to make references to all the kids like Veruca and Mike and like just little nods to them. I think that would have been interesting, but you know, what do I know? I think we are another movie away from that 
But again, okay, I, 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 there's a, there's a reviewer I listen to a lot and she talks about this, but like, should you make a movie expecting a sequel? Cause there's no guarantee. Yes. yes. Why? I think you should just make a good movie. And then if it gets a sequel, that's great. Cause that's theoretically, that's what Barbie did. Like Barbie, you could set up a sequel, but it's also just a great movie on its own. I mean, obviously this is, it's hard because there's already something here. Mm-hmm. Unlike Barbie, you can't. This That's is valid. not the same. That's valid. This is not the same. Okay, Hunger Games. Have you seen the new Hunger Games? No. Okay. The song well, it's a, it's a really good movie on its own, but I think it could set up a sequel. But I think it's just but a good also, movie. Also, there's already content. This doesn't count. This can't. You can't count it with something that's already. But they content. both have content. But Barbie is a movie that's never been made. The yes, I'm not. Okay, Barbie, I'm just. I'm discluding Barbie now because I'm okay, saying so that Hunger Games and, Will, and Wonka are the same. Well, I think that this movie doesn't necessarily leave any plot points undone. No, I think there is an interesting aspect of like, well, then who do I, I think the disconnect of Timothy Chalamet at the end of this movie and Gene Wilder at the beginning of Willy Wonka, there's like so much space that happens in between that. And um, I want to say that I think that they set they they set this up so that this was going to be Wonka. Like so that they, mm-hmm. so obviously they had to nod enough to Gene. If they don't nod enough to Gene Wilder, we already we already know what happens. That was 2005. We already know what happens if you don't give Gene Wilder a nod. Like all of our Gen X parents are going to hate it. They're going to be like, never again, like whatever Mm -hmm. they're going to say. And you have to nod enough to something that truly was so popular. Right. But I think how they tell Charlie and the chocolate factory and Charlie through the looking glass through the looking glass. I did that again. The gl- the glass Charlie and the glass elevator. I cannot. Amazing. Incredible. I can't wait for that crossover. I didn't even correct um, you this time. So. I know. I corrected myself. But I think that how they, I think that they will add things into those two. If they decide to make two more movies with Timothy Chalamet as Wonka, that will be it will be different than Gene Wilder's Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Interesting. Yeah. I don't think that it is supposed to set up Gene Wilder's Willy Wonka. I think this is to set up what will be Willy Wonka's next two movies or three. I was going to say something, but I don't remember. Anyway, my big L for the movie. Yeah, what's your big L? we can go into talking about this is the music. That's my big L for the movie Okay, is all the music. And I think we can go in and we've talked briefly about it, but did you have a favorite song of the movie? And tell me about that. Yeah. I mean, I'm not, I'm not out here saying this is my favorite musical. I want to be very clear. Cause I feel mm-hmm. like I've really talked about how I really like this movie and can't wait to see it again. But I think that that is different than this being my favorite musical. Like, I agree with you that I did not sit there and think, I can't wait to listen. Oh, okay. Well, that's not true. The Chocolatier song, I could not wait to go back and listen to it again. But I just was experiencing it. I was experiencing Mm -hmm. this as a musical because I wasn't sure it was going to be, number one. And I, I mean, I think that the 
opening number seemed really fun. And the number where he's handing out all of the chocolates and the chocolates make secretly and the chocolates mm -hmm. make you do something different. I want to go back and listen to, but this is not a musical score soundtrack that I'm going to probably <clears throat> listen to without seeing the visual. Right. Like I, I don't, that's not what I'm getting from this. I feel like. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's valid. So I hear you why it could be your biggest L. Although I just, yeah. I didn't sit there and cringe one time, except for the time when he said noodle three times uh, <laughs> in a song and thought, I thought, and the reason why I cringed was not because of the word noodle, but it's because I thought this could not exist 10 years from now without being weird. Like, and not weird in the sense of like strange, but like, it just can't, it's not evergreen. That's what I meant to say. Right. I but I was going to say, but you cringed at Hugh Grant. That's what I was going to say. I cringed at Hugh Grant because I, I think I like subconsciously have a weird or consciously have like a weird issue with the Oompa Loompa plot itself. Um, I just don't know how I feel. The idea of a small person being played for laughs and being, I mean, obviously it's not a real person. Mm -hmm. I think that this is helpful in this setup this time. Like right. it, it, they're human. I don't know. It's just weird. It's just a little weird. It's all a little weird, mm -hmm. but I moved past it. I will say my favorite bit from the movie um, was when he sat there and said, well, I'm not in premium, premium economy and then laid mm -hmm. back and they did their whole yeah. little thing with his martini i mean it that's good but that's not him yeah. singing i liked his singing and then the singing I, at the end and the credits is so good that okay fair loved that love that little piece <laughs> i like the bits i like the bits like he's mm -hmm. he's clearly bits i just was afraid this movie was going to be about the two of them the trailer really made me feel like it was going to be about Hugh Grant's Oompa Loompa and Willy Wonka. And it is so not that this is a, well, that's what the sequel would be. I'm just, yes. I mean, that's yeah. what, I mean, I get that. I just, I yeah. wasn't prepared for that. I didn't want that. So. I, I wonder if I would like the sequel more than this. Which <laughs> is funny. Um, I don't know if I had a favorite song. I mean, the first one is good when he's coming the first in. One is good. The first one is good. Um, I, don't know, I do just want to say, like, quickly, what would it be like if Prince Eric and Willy Wonka just had, like, a little fling? I know that this is an ideal world somewhere else, but, like, their songs, their love songs would be so good. Yeah. <laughs> Timothy Chalamet would have been a good Prince Eric. I agree. Yeah. So you asked before why why did Timothy take this role? Mm -hmm. Like, why would he have taken this role? Yeah, what do you Leonardo, think? Leonardo DiCaprio would not have. I mean, obviously, I don't know, Timothy. We have never spoken. One day, maybe. <laughs> um, I think this relates to who he is as a person. I personally think he wants to do things that are a little bit unexpected. So that gives me Johnny mm -hmm. Depp vibes, I hear. Right. That. I also think that he is willing, similar to Tom Holland, he is unashamed of the entire parts of who he is now mm -hmm. and is willing to lean in 
to some of those things instead of moving past them. And I, I feel it reminds me, I think, I think he doesn't want to be pigeonholed one, that, yeah, with anything that he does. Him and yeah. Little Women is some is so him and Ladybird. I just he's just so good. He's actually mm. just very good at acting. Okay, like yeah, he's just like really good at his job. I I don't know what it's <laughs> like to work with him, but clearly he takes direction really well, or mm -hmm. is innovative enough where the directors are like, yeah, go with that. But like mm. he is his range of performances from Ladybird, Dune, Little Women, and this alone, right. It's just, it's quite impressive for someone who's not really that old. Yeah. But I think he, on the press tour, he was, he's talking about, I love making a film for children. Mm. Yeah. I mean, and also like, you don't have a lot of opportunities, I think, to do that. You get to make films for children when you're really old or you do animated stuff. I don't know if he's really into that animated stuff. And obviously right. it's going to take him a while to grow old. Mm-hmm. And he's 27 right now. Yeah, we're the same he age. Turned, he just, or he's about to turn 28. Yeah. Yeah. So all I mean, of his movies with... he's done so far feel like, okay, this makes sense. This makes sense. But this to me just mm. doesn't fit in his filmography, which I guess is fine. It's fine. I was just wondering what he wanted to do. And obviously, I mean, he got paid $9 million to do it. So I'm sure yeah. that helped. But we talked about the Golden Globes earlier. Yes. Um, and this got nominated. Timmy got nominated for best actor mm -hmm. in musical or comedy, and it got yeah. two Critics' Choice Award nominations: Best Young Actress in Kala Lane, who plays the little girl Noodle. This is only Noodle. her second movie, which is wild. What was her first movie, Taylor? It's called The Day Shall Come in 2019. It has Anna Kendrick in it, which I've never heard of this movie. Interesting. Um, and then it got Best Costume Design, which I wouldn't be surprised if it got a Costume Design nomination at the Oscars. But yeah. Because we'll the um, costume. Yeah. Okay. One last thing I want to talk about that's unrelated to Timothy Chalamet or the music, yeah. Love the it. musical part of this movie. I think I'm. I'm curious, Taylor, if you feel um, like you would enjoy this movie without the music. Also, there's like a weird Ooh. feedback happening. Is that better? Yeah. Um, no, maybe. it's still happening. No. Is that better? Hold on. Just if you leave it alone, let me see. Hello. Yeah. Yes. There you go. Maybe. That's an interesting. Yeah, that's interesting to think about. There were moments, especially the times where like Chalamet was like thinking about his mom, or there's that one shot of him that's like from the side. It's in the trailer where he's like looking out, and there's like a sh like you can't see his whole face because it's dark a little bit. You know what I'm yeah. talking about? Yeah. And like that shot in particular, I was like, dang, that's a good shot. And like there were shots of him like thinking about. Like seeing his mom, I was like, "Oh, this is why." Like he's a great actor. Like he is great. Um, so maybe yeah. I don't know. Maybe I just wanted it to be something that, and my expectations were one thing versus the reality of it, which we talk about expectations sometimes for on the show. Yeah. Um, 
I had very low expectations. I thought I, I was actually yeah. going to hate this. <laughs> I didn't want to hate it, but I mm-hmm. thought I might. So I went in with absolutely zero expectations besides liking I, Timothy Chalamet. I actually went in with mid expectations because of the reviews. Like it's a very high reviewed movie. Yeah. And that's why I'm like, and I had listened to a podcast earlier in the day and one of the hosts absolutely hated it. Like thought it was trash. And I don't think it's trash. I, I think there are good points in the movie, yeah. but the other this two is not like, lame is to be uh, clear. I, I I understand. I think just yeah. What do you mean the lame is movie musical? I loved the lame is movie. Yeah musical. yeah 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 yeah. Okay. What I'm saying is like I think I it's just not think the prom either. It's not like it's that's, not the prom. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like I think it did a very good job mm-hmm. with all of these elements that it had to deal with, and I think it's a kids film. Yes, yes. Did you ever watch Mr. Megorium's Wonder Emporium? Yeah, I did not like that movie. Ah, okay. This is why. I loved that movie as a kid. Mm -hmm. And maybe if I rewatch it now, I would, I would, but I remember seeing it as a kid and I was like, yeah, I don't really vibe with this, but. You're like, what's the happening? Yeah. Again, it seems like something I would like. I don't know what's wrong with me. Maybe it's it's me. There's nothing wrong with you. No, I know. You're not the problem. Um, What about you? Do you think you would have liked it without music? Okay, so as I was, I had similar thoughts to you. There were moments um, where uh, I felt like I wanted more visually. Like they just gave me just enough and I wanted to, I wanted more from it. And I, I have a controversial thought about this for my own self. If there wasn't music to focus on, you would have needed more visuals. Like I think part of what made it feel like so in inviting and so crazy was also part of the music building Mm -hmm. but I there were certain points where I was like this is amazing cinematography and other points where I was like this is Cats the musical and we could have done better um and I I do wonder though what this would have been like without any music at all um related to like musical numbers obviously movies have soundtracks um and scores but i i would be interested in that i also think though the big shots there were a lot of big shots and i i did like that i wasn't gonna lie mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. i did feel like um, like 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 not close-ups is yes like aerial yeah. shots the yeah, dancing yeah. Mm-hmm. there's a lot like and i obviously that's for a specific reason that the director chose that. Um, But I will say it was clear that this could not be taking place in reality based off of those big shots. Like it, 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 I don't care that it looks like a set because it's a fantastical movie. And I thought the production design was very well done, actually. I think it's well done, but it looks like a set. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just, no, like, I there's that. nothing else. There is no other thing happening. There is no universe happening but Willy Wonka's universe, which is fine because it's a fantastical movie. So it doesn't matter. But I will say I visually noticed it in a way that I don't notice it when you're in the actual factory because you are physically in one place. 
it is funny that if this is like the prequel to Gene Wilder's and maybe that's like 30 years later or 40 years later that like yeah. in that there's like TVs and <laughs> right. Right. I do. This was where I was like, clearly I'm not sure what the continuity yeah. of plot is. And that's why I think it's mm-hmm. set aside. I don't right. think it will match up correctly. One other thing I, I want to say. so many references to it. That's why I'm just like confused by it. I um, think it's a nod to Gene Wilder's performance himself, not necessarily the actual movie. Why put the Oompa Loompa in it? There were Oompa Loompas in both. I mean, they're not the same. They don't look no, that's the same. What I mean, why do the orange and the green? I... I want I want to be very clear. How can you sell a movie? We already tried it in 2005. How can you sell a movie that is not like the Gene Wilder's version of I mean, the what happens? The Johnny Depp one did well, but yeah. But not yeah. well enough. Not well enough. I mean, it made more money. The Gene Wilder one only made three million dollars. So. But you have to like understand how we've yeah. been sitting on Gene Wilder's. Mm-hmm. iconic experience of that movie yeah. for years yeah. do you think um kids who grew up watching like in that time will willy wonka will like this movie like older gen x baby boomers will like this movie yes i think that's why and i because i mm-hmm. think it is not because it's a prequel and not this not a remake they're not fully going to compare it the whole time, but Timothy Chalamet and the, and other parts of the direction are so much nodding at that version of it, that it makes people feel safe. And that's honestly why I think they did it. Mm-hmm. You can't make yeah. it in a vacuum. This is like, it's like remaking Harry Potter. That's what I've said already, but like, it truly happen. is. You can't make it in a vacuum you have mm-hmm. to understand that people are bringing their expectations of who else performed this right. to the table but right. this as a complete aside how did you feel about the monks chanting back and like singing yeah, the, while the, the giraffe is in there i i liked the monks i thought they were hilarious yeah it was it was like it was like the winkies and the that's what yeah. I was going to say. Yeah. yeah, It reminds me of the Wizard of Oz. I do. I have two fun facts here that I want to okay. share, but I also yeah. want to say that I absolutely loved Abigail the giraffe. She was one of my, also one of my favorite parts. Okay. The entire time I was like, is that a real giraffe? It looked so real. Yeah. Hugh Grant said director Paul King sent me, sent him a mock-up of the Oompa Loompa stark naked. My little children were alarmed at that, King added. It was one of the most disturbing things I've ever seen in my life, Hugh Grant said. If if it ever leaks out, a generation of children will be scarred. That's so funny. Yeah, so funny. And then director Paul King says he gained 50 pounds from all the chocolate he ate on set. Oh, my gosh. He added, it's a miracle that Timothy Chalamet remains so slim and handsome. Um, we so we had this inc- I felt like in one there was one scene where I'm like did he get skinnier like <laughs> there was, when know. he closed the coat you know what I'm talking yeah. about but yeah. I was like did he get smaller um we had this incredible um Paul King says we had this incredible chocolatier she made these incredible concoctions and we would taste them they tasted much better than they needed to because obviously actors are good at pretending things but the miracle <laughs> was they tasted every bit as good as they looked I mean the I will say the the 
visuals of chocolate were beautiful. And I sat there thinking, I wish I was eating chocolate. Yeah, but the the chocolate wasn't real. Like the river and stuff like that wasn't, it was all CGI is what I heard. I feel Um, fine about that. Why waste gallons of water? Yeah, but real chocolate. I don't know. Um, Of course, Rachel, one of our favorite questions. Could have James Corden been in this movie? And who would he have played if he could have been? I mean, I think, obviously, it's it's honestly surprising he wasn't in this movie. Ah, I was going to say, you can feel however you want to about this movie, Taylor. But... The one thing I am more thankful for, yeah, yeah. The one thing I'm the most thankful for is that James Corbin was not in this effing movie. I would have lost my mind. Right. I would have lost my mind. I don't, him playing the Oompa Loompa, I would have hated this. I I don't think he could have played the Oompa Loompa. I don't, I I could not have watched, I could not have watched it. I think Mm -hmm. that he would have played one of the other um, chocolatiers. Yeah. If he was cast in this movie, the or one in, like the yellow, yes, yeah, or he would have played Keenan's role as the corrupt police officer. Yeah, so that's who I wanted to say. I think James Corden could have played the police chief who Keegan Michael Key plays. It would have been a very, very different type of role if James Corden would have played it, obviously. But I do want to say, is Keegan Michael Key becoming the James Corden? Like of movie me of musicals and TV, like he's done the prom. I mean, he did Jingle Jangle. He did Lion King, which is kind of a musical. He did Pinocchio. He was Honest John in the new Pinocchio, and then of course Schmigadoon. Maybe Wonka. I don't know. Maybe I feel like he shows up everywhere. I will say he's never been playing a gay character. In those, has he? Um, I don't think so. So this makes the difference. It's like yeah. James is always cast as a gay character. And it's like there are clearly other actors who... I mean, I agree also with... I, I like Keenan. I just... In this movie, I really wanted to like him. And the first scene, I really did. And in every other scene, I was like... And the scene where he's being convinced to take the first bribe i liked it after that i was like uh, i I do want to say i think james corden has only played a gay character in the prom i think that's the only time he's played a gay character i just can't with him he really he really annoys me i mean my doppelganger so that's Um, not true that's i think i look just like people tell me i look just like him you do not look just like him. Okay. Corporal karaoke. Um, <laughs> and then, of course, Rachel, do we say this movie is Lala Bland, blah, thumbs down, or Aubrey Lala fans? Well, we already know since I was about to walk into a second showing, do a double feature of the same movie. I would have I... absolutely loved if you had came in here and been like, I saw it twice. <laughs> I Like, when I tell you, it was... 8.55 when I walked out of the theater and I saw that there was a 9 o'clock showing and I almost went to it. Like, Incredible. I mean, like, almost went to it. Like, stood there, thought about it, yeah. decided I wasn't going to. Um, Texted a friend, we're going to see it tomorrow, I think. Anyway, I'm 
but I'm a Lala fan or a stan. Uh, and I think part of this is because it's a musical. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A musical. Yes. A musical. What about you, Tay? Are you, is it a Lala bland for you? I think it's like a mid bland. Like I'm not like all the way bland. Okay. Because there were moments that I liked and I loved Hugh Grant, as we've said. And yeah. I, <laughs> I was like, if I was in it more, I might have liked it. Honestly, I was like, I kind of want more of him. I was like, I know he came in at he's I was just happy we got more of him because after that one scene, I was like, is that the only thing we're gonna get? And then we got more yeah. of him. So they gotta set it um, up for what's to come. Yeah, yeah. And I did like the ending. I liked that like she the little yeah. girl got to reunite with her mom. That was sweet. And then I liked him buying the factory and like seeing what it could be. That was really cool. I it left me on a pretty good note. I will um, say, um, I was sitting there thinking, okay, you've teased ba 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 yeah. ba mm-hmm. a bajillion times. If you don't freaking sing this song, people are gonna riot in their seats. So mm-hmm. thank God he sang. I mean, I I figured he was gonna sing it, but I honestly didn't know because I didn't look up anything before going to the show. Right. And um, yeah, I'm glad he sang it. I also think the way that he sang it in terms of like what was happening through the scene was really cool. Uh, mm-hmm. And I love the building of that factory within his imagination. Really cool. That's what, that's the visuals. Those are the visuals that I wanted more of the entire time. And they left me just like, I'm like, please, I want more of that. Like, that's what I wanted was this like fantastical dream world where he's building kind of like, um, floop from spy kids like Damn. i just needed some more oh my god can you imagine alan coming being in this musical okay sorry alan coming would be a great willy wonka so good yeah anyway yeah. it just uh, yeah i agree i think that the very end of the show really left you and this is my the go this circles back to my point movie it's sorry not a show. it is a show this is my best this is why i think it was all strategic is that how you possibly it doesn't matter what you sang the entire rest of the show because you're gonna go home and you're gonna sing pure imagination and when i tell you people around me were were crying when that song started because it's like so nostalgic i mean becky talked about it when we had her on for that like it there's nothing better than that song and i think people knew that and so instead of going in defeated you just were like if everything else can be fine enough and we have this show stopper number it doesn't matter the rest doesn't matter i kind of agree i i i see that point but then i'm like well what's the point of doing the movie (laughs) and what's the point of doing the music then yeah. I don't know how you would tell I don't know how you would tell the story without music. It would be a very different it would not be a kids movie. I don't know how you could tell the plot of the yeah. prequel without music. Mm-hmm. Without oh, being know, fantastical. Think, but like Paddington isn't a musical. But it is animated. But it's not all the way animated. I know, but he's a. They were animated. A, I mean, the giraffe was animated. Like there were moments okay, of animation. But like Paddington himself, as a main character, yeah. is animated. He. Yeah. So that doesn't count. I'm thinking like how like Spy Kids. That's technically action adventure and right. not fan fantasy. 
What mm-hmm. movie, what fantasy movie do you know where it's just actors and not like a mystical creature and there's no singing? I don't know. We'll have to we'll have to come back to this. Yeah. I mean, I guess I guess I'm Narnia isn't, isn't the isn't the answer, but Narnia isn't the answer. But that is fantastical, but it's also action. I mean, Barbie. <laughs> is always, that a kids movie? I mean, is it? I don't know. I don't think of, it is. Well, Rachel, thank you for having this discussion. Thanks, Taylor. Ooh. I'm glad we can still be friends. Oh, I yeah. won't invite you to see this musical with me. I will probably watch it because I've watched Mary Poppins Returns and British Showman at least twice. So maybe I'll watch this again. Yeah. Maybe. Good comparisons, I feel like. Yes, for both yeah. of them. Fair. Yeah. Double feature. Triple feature. Double feature. Triple feature. All right, Rachel. Let's talk about our character of the week. Let's do it. Whoop, whoop. Um... <laughs> I feel like a teacher at a pep rally every time I say that. Um, This is the time where Taylor and I pick a theater character that we're feeling like for this week. So we think, what have we been doing? What in the wild world have we been up to? Who even knows? Yeah. And then we scour the theater universe for a similar character that has the Mm -hmm. same feelings or vibes. That's right. We would also love to hear your thoughts. If you've seen the Wonka movie... Please tell us your thoughts. If you're listening to this and you haven't seen it, we spoiled the entire movie for you. Yes. But uh, it's I okay. Um, yeah. 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 Um, it'll be fine. We'll, it'll be fine. Uh, your thoughts on Parade going on tour. Yeah. On um, the Megan the Stallion and Renee Rapp song. All the things. Golden Globe yes. nominations. And then, of course, your character of the week. Comment on our social media pages. Tell us who you are this week. You may get a shout out on a future episode. Rachel, who is your character this week? This week, I have just been feeling um, all over the place, one. And two, like I'm just ready to escape the real world. Like I don't want to live in this real world anymore. I want to live in a fantastical place like Wonka. Maybe that's (laughs) why I liked it so much after the week I've had. Yeah. And... And yeah, I just feel like these people, you know, first of all, their song's pretty catchy, but also, which is me, I'm pretty catchy, haha. Um, but also, <laughs> they don't sure. want to, they don't want to leave. Thank you. They don't want to yeah. leave. They don't want to grow up. They don't want to be disillusioned by the world. And that's right. This week, I'm the Lost Boys from Peter Pan. Whoa, the Michael Arden <laughs> musical that's coming. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. it would be so good if there was just a musical about the Lost Boys. Honestly, yeah. I'm surprised right? I'd watch that. The world hasn't capitalized on just the Lost Boys. Yeah. True. True. What and, about you two? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. And like Peter Pan coming to find them and like them. Yeah. All yeah. Of that. How did yeah. they get together? I have many yeah. questions. Taylor, who are you this week? Well, this week, this past week, I feel like I've been seeing lots of friends and like hanging out and doing lots of just like we, I went and saw another movie and just hanging out with lots of people this week. So this week I am, and a full disclosure, I actually have been one of these characters before, but I haven't been the duo that is maybe the BFF, ultimate BFF together. And that's right. I'm 
SpongeBob and Patrick from Yay! SpongeBob SquarePants, the musical. The musical. Mm-hmm. Uh, so good. I love the that. BFFs. The ultimate BFFs. Also, mm-hmm. we I, I feel like every time we're like, we're breaking the rule, but we never set up any rules. Sure. It's our own. There are actually no rules. Yeah. Kind of like Wonka, the movie. <laughs> there are no rules. Yeah. Defying logic. No, and yeah, exactly. Oh, come in 2024. If you would like to join in on a hard discussion, check us out at theaternerdpod.com, or you can also find us on Instagram and threads at theaternerdpod and on Facebook at theaternerdpodcast. Thank you all for joining us, and we'll see you next week.